Hello again, friends. Welcome back to my podcast. So lovely to be back with you again. And like always, so excited to be sharing what God has been working in me. I always pray that someone will be blessed. The word of God says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So today, I wanted to share with you or talk to you about waiting on God. One of the hardest things to do in life is to wait. Waiting for something to change or waiting for something to happen. It is one of the most difficult things to do in life. But we have to trust God that God is always working even in the waiting. I'm not always good at waiting and have discovered the importance of waiting well. Because while we are in God's waiting room, we can sometimes feel stuck waiting for something to happen before we can be happy. I've learned how God wants to work in the waiting. Waiting is the process. Sometimes waiting can become too consuming if we have been praying for something for a long time and we really need an answer. I think at some point we've all been there in God's waiting room, waiting for something specific to happen and we need God to show up like now. When God doesn't answer at that moment, we can begin to feel despondent. What if we are waiting on God, but God is waiting on us? Our view on life can be so small sometimes. Maybe God is waiting on someone else's positioning or something to happen first so he can pursue our plans for our life. We are part of a much bigger picture. We need to learn to trust God and wait and know that he will will and work in us for his good pleasure. You see, God is more interested in us, in who he wants us to be in our walk with him, not what we are trying to achieve. God's promises are yes and amen. He has good plans for us, but sometimes he knows we are not ready. He wants us to grow, then when we grow, he will make things happen as he promised. A lot of time, a lot of times God is waiting for us to mature in the things of God. He's trying to prepare us for big plans he has for us. I'm learning that a delay in answered prayers is not a denial. Sometimes we are just not ready for the great things that God has in store for us. When God delays, we can sometimes feel forgotten. Like the psalmist says in Psalms 13 verse 1, How long, O Lord, do you forget me forever? Sometimes God is a reason for the delay to teach us to trust him. His word says, Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. A delay is not a denial. When God told Noah to build the ark, it did not rain for 120 years. God promised Abraham a child, but it was only until he was 99 years that Isaac was born. God told Moses that he would lead the children of Israel out of captivity, but God sent Moses out in the desert for 40 years before he returned back to Egypt to fulfill the promise. God never ceases to care about us. Our names are written on the palms of his hands. That's how he loves us. Oh, how I pray I would remember this all the time when I'm in my waiting seasons. 
Sometimes when we are in God's waiting room, it can feel confusing. It can feel like God has abandoned us or God has rejected us. We can start to become weary. We can become anxious, stressed out, or we become irritable. We can sometimes be envious and we can start to look at other people's lives and begin to compare ourselves. We, we start to feel like God has forgotten us. The longer we wait, the more we have questions. And as we have more questions, we start to doubt God. That waiting can really demise our faith and cause us to lose hope. What is supposed to be a beautiful experience or what is supposed to bring us to resting in God if we are ignorant of why God brings us to the waiting season, can take us away from aligning our lives with God. We can begin to fight God and look for quick ways out of the waiting season. This is when the enemy comes in and offers us a quick way out, away from God's plans and purposes for our life. We must remember that as we walk through life's journey, we are going to have many of these waiting room moments. But God's timing is always perfect. It is not good, it's perfect. Because he has our best interest at heart. When we recognize the purpose as the wait, when we recognize the purpose in the wait, we can partner with God. The waiting season usually brings us to the turning point in our lives. Hence, he prunes us, he prepares us, and positions us during the waiting season. I've learned that trusting in God's timing will give you peace, even in situations where society's expectations are not met in your life. You will know that in his time, he makes all things beautiful. You will not have any disappointments and bitterness because you will know that your God never sleeps nor slumbers. He is in total control. Often we know and say the promises of God, but we have to start living the word of God through our lives as we walk with God. Then our walk with God will become easy as we start to trust him completely and lean not on our own understanding, but acknowledge him. Lamentations 3 verse 25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him and to the soul who seeks him. Psalms 27 verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord to be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait. For it will surely come. It will not delay. There are, there are times in the waiting seasons that I felt like I had no time to waste and that I was running out of time. As though I'm the one who controls time. You never waste time waiting on God. Waiting seasons can be moment, moments when God is bringing a shift into our lives. When we moan or complain, we can miss out on the specific timing of the change. We are waiting on something all the time, but how do we wait well? I'm reminded of the story of the farmer 
who plants his seed. He waited with great expectation. He looked for the signs of the seasons changing, autumn, spring, and for the rains to come and water his seed. He did not go out to dig his seed to make sure it was still there. He did not stop everything. He waited with great expectation that his crop in due time was going to sprout. But why do we forget to embrace the seasons that we are in right now? Because we are waiting for something to happen or something to change. Waiting like a farmer is not just waiting idly. It's waiting actively. It's preparing in the wait. What am I going to do in the wait? So I encourage myself now not to waste where I'm at, but to embrace the moments, to embrace the seasons that I'm in. Like the butterfly struggling to go out of the cocoon, there is a waiting period. But as the butterfly gets out of the cocoon, it's poised to fly. That is what I remind myself when I'm in the waiting season, preparing myself for what is coming, because what is coming is greater than the wait. I hope that this has been a blessing to someone. Thank you again, friends, for listening. See you again next time. Be blessed. Hello again, friends. Welcome to my podcast. It's lovely to be back on the podcast. It has taken a bit of time to come back, but sometimes it must take a greater understanding of the things of God to be able to carry out our mandate as the children of God. We are called to be witnesses of the word of God in whatever capacity he has placed us, whether you're a mother, a preacher, or a doctor, a nurse, or a teacher, Whatever we may be, our corporate mandate is for spiritual growth. And what greater way than to witness the light, which is the word of God. Daniel 12 verse 3 says that those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. We all know about the testimony of Enoch in the Bible. His testimony was not the accuracy of his prophecy, but the testimony of Enoch is a life that utilized the time given and all the resources given to become light. When you become light, you please God. So today, my podcast is titled, God, When God Alters the Plan. I found two situations in the Bible that spoke to me. The Bible says the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning. I find that I learn a lot from the children of Israel. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 is often preached and used to encourage people. It says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good and not of evil. Other Bible versions say plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Many of us do not know the context in which this verse was said. It was said in the context of the time in the biblical history when Nebuchadnezzar had essentially carried away the children of Israel from Jerusalem to Babylon and there was a group of people who were considered exiles 
were fearful and afraid because everything they had planned for their life suddenly felt like it was not going to happen. An impossibility out of reach. And then God encourages them in the midst in the midst of all this to build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat whatever they produced, um, get married. Literally, God was telling them to just live their lives. Now, we would look at the situation and think it was not time to get married. It was not time to plant gardens. It was time to figure out how to get back to Israel. But God says to them, you see, I know the plans that I have towards you, plans of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God was telling the children of Israel at that time to trust in him and not lean onto and not lean onto their own understanding. There is quite a similar story earlier. The children of Israel earlier on their on after they had miraculously been delivered from Egypt and passed through the waters of the Red Sea. I think we all know the story. Following this victory, we would have thought the Israelites would meet would not meet any other challenges on their journey to the promised land. God had taken them out of captivity from the Egyptians, delivered them from the hand of the Egyptians. But that journey was not easy. It was full of trials. Their first trial is when they traveled through the desert and they could not find water to drink. They came to a place where they found bitter water. They called this place Mara. Why would God, who had just delivered them from the hand of the Egyptians, fail to provide them with water? They had just triumphed and walked through the Red Sea. Now the Israelites were not prepared for this. They could not believe that if God, who was in control, would, would leave them to be going through this finding bitter waters. They began to grumble and complain. But Moses prayed to his God. He looked at the situation and remembered the nature of the God who had just given them victory over the Egyptians. The Lord showed him a tree. He threw it into the water and the water became sweet. The word of God does not say the tree made the water sweet, but the power of God made the water sweet. Moses believed in the power of God and cast the tree into the water by faith. That's how God's miracle working power is released in our lives. This is true of our lives today. The fact that God has given us great victories does not mean that our lives will be without testing. The Israelites came to the bitter pool. Instead of praying, they grumbled. The bitter pool had a purpose in the Israelites' life. And this can be true for us today. Sometimes God allows us to pass through our bitter pools of life. The question to remember is, are we going to pray or are we going to grumble when we face our bitter pool moments? I felt God was speaking to me through these two experiences. We all have our bitter pool or Babylonian experiences. Through these experiences, I've learned the importance of surrendering to God in those moments we often don't know or understand where God is taking us, but his word reminds us to lean not on our own understanding and to trust and acknowledge him in all our ways. Our God is a God that if we surrender our plans to him, because he knows them, he will prove himself faithful. 
knowing his word that he can do above and beyond what we can ever ask or imagine is enough amidst the madness of our life. In my moments of surrender, I've experienced the supernatural grace of God. God orchestrates things in ways that we can never explain or understand if we just allow him to be present in our Babylonian experiences. It is true that God can do above and beyond what we can ever think or imagine. He is a limitless God if we just allow him to be God over everything. Sometimes we can feel like we are in the delay of the promise and the dream is getting further away. I've learned and I'm learning that in the moments of uncertainty, we must learn to lean on God and not our own understanding. God loves to respond to faith. Sometimes when we get or when we experience our Babylon or bitter poor moments, we can often ask ourselves whether the decisions that we've made over our lives were right. Did we make a mistake? We start to question ourselves, but again, in those moments, God has reminded me that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. What it means is, even if you misstep, he will direct your steps because your steps are still ordered by God. You don't find yourself doubting or drowning because even if you have taken the wrong steps, as long as you're abiding under the shadow of his wings, he will straighten your crooked paths. Often it is not easy, but it's those handprints of God that I saw along the way that even when I experienced hard or challenging moments, it was a hard moment in the hands of God. I've learned, and even when we get to those moments of not knowing what to do, or the Babylonian or Mara moments, the biggest thing is to live surrendered. Because when you live surrendered to Christ, he knows how to direct you if needed, not you redirecting yourself. I'm learning that it's not about where I am or the process, but about the hand of God that is directing me. God knows how to guide and we must learn to rest in knowing he's with us. Because most times we judge the lack of harvest too soon. But the time of harvest has not come yet. Then when we face what we call delays, but God calls these the processes. We start to think that we may have made a mistake about our decisions. But if we stay under his guidance, under his grace, God is faithful to reorder our steps. I'm also reminded of Romans 5 verse 2. Romans 5 verse 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not, not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. See how God's word is so consistent. Just like in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, where he tells us that his plans are to give us a future and a hope. And listen, in the last verse, he says, access his grace by faith. All God needs us to do is to surrender. By surrendering, we are telling God that we trust in you, O Lord. It is so beautiful when you start to read the word of God with understanding. It, does, it just doesn't remain words written in a book. 
that we memorize, but we begin to see the living word in our day-to-day life experiences. When we face these Babylonian experiences or bitter poor moments, we know that there is a purpose in these moments. And these moments produce endurance and character. And that there is hope at the end of this. Because God says in his word, so that we will not be lacking one good thing from God. Perfect endurance brings back promise. Hebrews 10 verse 10 verse 35 reminds us not to cast away our confidence, which has great, greater recompense of reward. It says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye receive the promise. You can't cast away your confidence. Other Bible versions call this your expectation, because there is in that expectation is your reward. In other words, hold on to that the word of the Lord the Lord has given you, because the word is strong enough to withstand your disappointment. You have to hold on to that expectation. The attacks will not stop. The process does not stop. Remember, cast not away your expectation. Thank you again, friends, for listening. It has been lovely to be back on the podcast. I hope you were blessed. Thank you again. See you again next time. Be blessed.